I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 102. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. My goal for you each week is that the songs you're listening to on the radio will inspire you to pick up God's Word and read it for yourself. You see, the emphasis should always be on the truth of God's Word, even over the lyrics of the song. But the lyrics can serve as reminders of the truths that we read for ourselves in Scripture. And this is where I truly believe that the power lies. So a few Sundays ago, when my pastor mentioned the story in Ezekiel about dry bones coming alive, it made me think of Lauren Daigle's song, Come Alive, parentheses, Dry Bones. It's the name of the song. And likewise, whenever I hear Lauren Daigle's song, Come Alive, Dry Bones, it can serve as a reminder of what I've meditated on in Ezekiel 37. Now, I know this song may not play on your local radio station, but it's so good that I wanted to share it. And you can definitely download a copy for yourself or watch the YouTube video. I will link to that in the show notes. Every week, you can access the show notes for this week's episode. And this week, it's uh, michellenizat.com forward slash 102. So back in episode 97, we read in 2 Samuel how David fasted and prayed for his baby son until he finally died. And then David got up, moved forward with his life. And I discussed the finality of death, of this physical death. But I also briefly mentioned the this death of relationships, this idea. Okay, so to those of us who have to who have had or have dead relationships dead churches, even dead communities, this week's scripture is for us because we serve a God who can raise the driest of bones to come alive. Researching the story behind the song, I ran across a video featuring Lauren Daigle and Michael Farron, who co-wrote the song together. And they talk about how they wrote the song for that mom. You know, the one is who is faithfully praying for her prodigal son to return to the faith. Someone that seems so dead, this son that seems so dead to God, just praying that he'll come alive with the breath of God. So the dry bones reference is very specific, and it leads us to Ezekiel chapter 37. And this week's bite out of scripture, B-I-T-E, or Bible Interaction Tool Exercise, is to meditate 
on scripture. Now, when I say meditate, I'm not talking about some Eastern religious legs folded moaning in monotone sounds type of meditation, but I'm talking about this scriptural meditation that encourages us to ponder, to consider, or even to sing the words of God. I'm, I'm talking about rolling the story around in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Where you just think about it and you ponder it and you look at it from all sorts of angles. Now, last week I said to read and keep on reading. So this week I'm saying this story is 14 verses. Read it. Read it again. Consider it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Journal about it. Describe it to other people. Picture it in your mind. So instead of reading and keep on reading, this week I want you to stop and ponder. Now, when my youngest, uh, Meredith, was in first grade, uh, I asked what any good mom would ask uh, one day after school, and I said, well, what did you learn today? To which she replied, "Uh, we learned about referential representation. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So she went on to explain to me that referential representation just means that we can picture in our mind what the words on the page are describing. And so I love a good novel. You know, when the author can take me to a place with such lively description that I can uh, picture myself there, you know? So I'm asking you to dig deep and imagine what these short verses just might be describing. So you'll you'll understand more as we move on. So let's jump in right away to verse one. It says, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. Okay, so here, here, here's a valley, right? So when I picture a valley, valley, I bet my picture of a valley in my mind is not what your picture of a valley is in your mind. But I want you to picture a valley. You know, what does the physical valley look like that Ezekiel is seeing? Is it like a Narnia-style valley? You know, like the, the New Zealand landscape? Is it a desert valley? I mean, in reality, it was probably a desert valley. But I'm a Northwestern girl. I grew up in Idaho, so I'm picturing you know, like uh, a Rocky Mountain Valley and just that that referential representation. What does your valley look like? Picture it in your mind. Now that's a physical valley, but what does your spiritual valley look like? Or your emotional valley? Not a high point, but the valley, you know, the low point. Is it the death of a loved one? The death of a relationship like we talked about earlier? Is it cancer? Is it the death of a marriage? I don't have to include your low point on a list for you to think of it. You already have it in your mind, don't you? Okay, so let's move on to verse two. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. All right, can you picture it? This is a valley of death. So we're already picturing the valley, but here we see these bones. And I just can't even help but think about Psalm 23, verse 4. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You know, God is with Ezekiel in this valley of death. But I also want to point out that it's like an old death. You know, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the from the dead, the King James Version said that um, Lazarus Stinketh. And so, you know, Lazarus's body was still rotting. It was a fresh death. With a fresh death comes this different feeling than with an old, dry death. 
These bones come with them, this idea that they are way past the point of resurrection. These dry bones represent old history. And it is here that God asks Ezekiel a question. And in verse 3, he asks him, can these bones live? And Ezekiel's response is, O sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Now, first, I want you to consider the title that Ezekiel used with God, Sovereign Lord. He is the Lord, the Lord, not just any God, the God. And he's sovereign. He possesses supreme or ultimate power and authority. So by referring to God as sovereign, Ezekiel is actually calling out the characteristics of God. It's both hopeful and prophetic, really. Ezekiel knows that he's sovereign. He knows that God possesses supreme power and authority. And if anyone could cause these bones to live again, God could. Now we can do the same. We can call on God for who he is, asking him to intervene in our own valley of death. We call out to our mighty God, our healer, our prince of peace, our savior, and our sovereign Lord. We give him the honor he is due, and we call on his greatness. So at this point, it is obvious that Ezekiel had never experienced dry bones coming to life. So he could not call on this previous knowledge or experience to answer the question. It's not like, yeah, God, you know, I I think it can because I've experienced that before. I saw that um, a few weeks ago. No, (laughs) he'd never seen it before, but he trusted God's authority and power. And we can see that by the name that he used. So my question to you is, do you believe God is sovereign? Do you regard his ultimate power and authority over your life? So let's move on to verses four through six. Then he said to me, so this is Ezekiel saying that God said this to him, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and will make you alive again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So here we see God involving Ezekiel in the process. Okay, so God could have just said, here, watch this. But he didn't. He included Ezekiel and he's asking Ezekiel to use his mouth to speak some out loud words. Okay, now I don't think I'm reading into anything here. From the beginning, God has used the spoken word to create and to heal and to resurrect. Proverbs 18.21 says life and death are in the power of the tongue. We talk extensively about that way back in episode three. So what words are you speaking out loud over and about the dry bones in your life? Are you rehearsing the stories of the battlefield? Are the bones so old and so dry that it feels like an archaeological dig site rather than a graveyard? So consider this. It says, listen to what the word of the Lord says. Okay, don't just think positive. Don't just say positive things over these dry bones. My friend, the power is in the word of the Lord, not positive thinking or self-help. So my next challenge, speak the words of the Lord 
which by the way you find in the Bible, out loud over your valley of dry bones. Where, again, where can you find these words of the Lord? Now, I know I'm being a little silly, but we seek the counsel of our friends. We go on social media, blogs, self-help books, even music, even Christian music. But I'm saying you need to be in God's word and then speak God's word. That is where the power is. Now, consider this. What were God's words in this case? There there is so much to learn here. He says, I will, I will, I will, then you will know that I am the Lord. I will put breath into you and make you live again. Not the bones. The bones have no power to put breath back into themselves. That's what we want from our Valley of Bones relationships, don't we? We just, we're waiting for those bones to like jump up, come together and, and do something. We want them to, to say something different. We want them to act differently. We want to, them to prove to us that the death is over. But God is saying, the bones aren't going to do it. I will. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. He's saying, I will put you back together. And by the way, Ezekiel is not putting them back together. Ezekiel is a conduit of the words of the Lord that have the power to put them back together. Ezekiel gets no credit here. God is saying, I will. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Again, but why? For the sake of the bones? No. For the sake of Ezekiel? No. So that we will know that he is is the Lord so that we will know that he is sovereign so that God himself will be glorified. Now, the great thing is that every time God is glorified, we get to experience a miracle. Our faith grows. We get amazing byproducts from his glory, like the valley of death coming to life. But so Ezekiel speaks God's words, not his own, but God's. And listen to this in verse 7. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. You know, my husband, Ron, he does not like sci-fi movies. And I know this is shocking to some of you. We have not even seen the new Star Wars. It's not even, I don't even know if he's ever even seen the original Star Wars. He's just not into sci-fi. He says things like he likes to watch things that can actually happen. Now, when I suggest to him that the latest Bond movie or Mission Impossible is just that impossible, he kind of shrugs that off. But he just really, he stands firm. He just is not a fan of sci-fi. But this, this rattling of bones coming together to form human bodies without the breath of life in them yet, that's sci-fi, my friend. You know, cue the epic music and lean your ear in to hear that eerie rattling, the bones rattling and coming together. I can just see the the dust flying as they fly out of their sandy graves and begin to attach together to form complete skeletons. And then to see the muscles and the flesh forming and the skin covering them, (laughs) turn up the referential representation. You know, then in verse nine, then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, 
from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So breathe, O breath of God, now breathe, O breath of God, breathe, O breath of God, now breathe, breathe, O breath of God, now breathe, O breath of God, breathe, O breath of God, now breathe. All right, here comes the out loud words once again, speaking out God's words. Only this time, instead of some unseen force, he asks Ezekiel to call out to the winds. Once again, God does not expect the bones to just buck up and look lively. You understand what I'm saying? He is using the wind. But we don't worship the wind because God chose to use it to breathe life into the bones. You understand what I'm saying? We don't worship the new program at church that seems to be making the difference. We don't worship the new politician in our community that's really changing the scene. We don't worship the counselor or author who gives wise counsel in our relationships that has seemed to uh, lead to breakthroughs. We worship God. God chose to use the wind, but still God that is breathing life, still our sovereign Lord. So I spoke the message in verse 10 through 11. I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. All right, now it's your turn. We're going to take a little test. It's not a multiple choice. It's a fill in the blank. Okay, so in this story, God tells us what the bones represent. They represent the people of Israel. You know, you mean the dead, dry bones represent people who are living and breathing and walking around? Yeah, now we're getting somewhere, okay? I want you to think of your own valley of dry bones. What do those bones represent? That's your first blank. You see, the people of Israel spoke words of death over their nation. They even said, our nation is finished. What have you considered finished in your valley of death? That's your second blank. So fill in the blanks. These bones represent blank. We've become old dry bones. All hope is gone. Our blank is finished. And here, my friend, I have to say, but God Because in verse 12, he says, therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, oh, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. Again, verse 12 says to speak out loud the promises of God that we will know that he's the Lord. And verse 14 is our memory verse this week. It says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Three times, just in this passage, God says that all of this will happen, that we will know he is Lord, sovereign, in charge, all-powerful. In the end, with all this speaking out, all these out loud words, who has spoken? 
The Lord has spoken. He will do what he says. Yes, the Lord has spoken. So what's next? Well, read Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 14 for yourself, of course. You know, meditate on the words. Visualize the scene. Ponder it. Journal about it. Fill in the blanks that, that do that. Take that challenge that I mentioned earlier. Then pull out the song. Sing about it. And then you will know that the Lord has spoken. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook. I'm there as well. We can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Natalie from Washington, Donna from Texas, Sharon from Kentucky, I think it might be Corinne or Corinne from Oregon, excuse me, Sheila from Minnesota, Richard from Texas, Jesus from Florida, Brandy from Texas, Susan from Michigan, Stephanie from New Jersey, Melissa, Melissa from Kentucky, and Tina from Kansas. They are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, I want to mention that the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week, and then in that email, you'll get the weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your desktop, your tablet. You can print it out and put it on your mirror if you want to. You can get an email. You'll also get an email recap of the week's episode. And if I create extra resources like I do from time to time, you'll get instant access to those resources. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe to it in iTunes. And when you do that, it comes straight into your device. So while you're there, leave me a written review and a star rating. I really appreciate it. It encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use You Are Loved by Stars Go Dim to jump into scripture. So if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 102. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.